Welcome to Have You Seen This, the podcast about obscure, overlooked, and misbegotten cinema. All discussions will be spoiler heavy. You have been warned. seen this i'm jennifer albright and i'm tim heiderich and tonight we're talking about a new wrinkle in visual media yeah it's more of a have you read this i suppose yeah and um this this is an intriguing story and i kind of want to throw it out to you the listeners um because this is such a new field that we're talking about that um you know we're prepared to admit we don't we don't have all the information at our fingertips, and if there are any uh, experts uh, out there, you know, we'd like to hear from you. But um, we're going to be talking about a new form of content. Or can I really say a new form of content? How would you define it? Uh, Well, I'd first define it as refuse, but beyond that, (laughs) I guess you could call it a new form of content. I would call it just grist for the mill, like industrial waste. Industrial waste, I think, is probably the best way and its um, lineage. Yeah. Um, and we're, know- bearing, we're bearing the lead here. Jen sent me an interesting article on Medium that was about uh, sort of auto-generated content, um, sort of chasing metrics on the YouTube uh children's video platform yeah and that description (laughs) sounds very dry which doesn't really capture the reaction that people have been having in this article um online particularly on twitter um and uh i i don't want to malign the guy right off the bat but it is um it is written in somewhat histrionic style and you know being about the children you know yeah i mean the 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 author does kind of put a a hang a lampshade on the, uh, you know, I don't want to turn this into a, won't someone please think of the children diatribe, but would someone please. perhaps consider the children? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, the way that people were reacting to the piece and kind of the way that it was written when I started reading it, I thought it was going to be something like, um, well, I thought it was going to be like Tyler Durden, like cutting pornography into films, like in fight club. You know? Yeah, that's nice what I would think. Cock. I would think that it would... Yeah, yeah. Or like, I thought be... it was going to be Rotten.com type stuff. Yeah, like Faces of Death. Yeah, but uh, Tim, can you kind of describe the content that's got so many so, uh, people so upset today? Well, I would think that it's more insidious than that. It, the problem is it's an entire gar- garbage heap all just sort of settling at, um, at, at the... the at the lowest common denominator, if I can mix, you know, two metaphors that don't really fit together. Um, so what's, what happens is uh, from, geez, I don't, I'm not really sure even where to start with this. I want to say that um, the market demands uh, a certain amount of entertainment. And from that, people are generating original content. But then people are other 
nefarious actors are creating knockoff content from that. And from you'll you'll start with like Peppa Pig was the big example that they use in this. But people will create derivative content. They'll create um, you know parodies. They'll uh, they'll remix it. They'll steal content from other content creators and like repackage that. It's kind of got a um, uh, like subprime mortgage feel to it. Like it's this garbage collection of just random stuff pulled from wherever that isn't meant to like be any good. It's just there to turn a profit. I think that's actually really at the core of it. Now that I think of it, it's um, yeah, it's sort of subprime content because it isn't content um, driven by any sort of creative impulse. It's, it's chasing metrics. It's, it's chasing trends. It's, following, you know, what kind of content works well and then being like, oh, well, people like this particular thing. Well, let's make more of that as cheaply as we fucking can. And this kind of fits with the thing, you know, Jen, you and I were talking about, about like, you know, 70s TV being such garbage. It's like, how can we, you know, make, how can we make a dime off of this without, you know, having to, to spend very much? So... Uh, so I need a, a moment to, to regather my thoughts. Um, so so what's happening is like what this author is really um, wringing his hands about is that you, know, you can't just go on YouTube because it's again, it's user generated content, which I am of two minds about, you know, the more user generated content I'm exposed to, the less I'm uh, I favor the Internet as a, a free and open uh, medium. Um, but, yeah, like someone can create. Like, you know, Peppa Pig can be something, then people will take pieces of that and overlay audio over that, or um, take, you know, Disney characters and put that into, like, a, a really poorly generated, like, Second Life, you know, um, uh, Wonder Boy level piece of animation. Because it's like, for a kid, they don't care. I mean, you already have remix, you know, all over the place. Like, in fact, I'd like to see you know, what the everything is a remix guy, like what his take is on this. But like, you know, you could play, um, you know, like, uh, what's that? Like that, um, uh, like that Disney Infinity or like Lego Dimensions. That's a bunch of, you know, intersecting properties and they, the kids don't care. So it's like, yeah, we got Spider-Man and, and um, the Hulk and um, uh, Frozen um, in a thing with, you know, some like, finger puppet family thing which is also popular so it's so it's like if you put all those together it'd be like hey kids here are all those things you like like we're just going to show them to you because that's what you like you just like the appearance of this thing um which i'm sure that can apply to plenty of fan bases as well be like ah he's mentioning that thing someone someone said a thing was shiny or you know someone mentioned their badass long coat and just like yeah it's that thing that i recognize um well, but it's even less so, sophisticated than that. Like, you know, fan, like fan generated content, like relies on like, um, you know, um, the tropes of the show that everyone loves, but this is something which is basically being spit out by robots essentially. Correct. Um, I, 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 I don't know if I would necessarily say like it's a hundred percent automated, but it is, it's data-driven content creation. And I think that that's really the new wrinkle on this idea that has the author scared. Because, I mean, I, I dug through some of those videos, and yeah, I mean, they're complete garbage, but they are their lowest common denominator fan service. It's, it's, you know, it's 
on the level of Cressy the Clown just showing up and being like, hey, hey, kids, and then walking out and collecting the paycheck. Um, with the exception that, you know, if it were a non-sanctioned Cressy the Clown impersonator. Um, <laughs> so, like, so I look at that and I'm like, okay, it's just, you know, giving, you know, stupid children the things that they like. And, you know, on the one level, I'm like, okay, I see this as just as being, um, you know, uh, you know, crass and cynical in a way to be like, oh, if I can produce one videos and I can make 25 cents on, you know, an ad impression, why don't I just make as, spit out as many of these videos as I possibly can? Because there's no constraint to it. There's no constraint in terms of like the amount of time or, or like, you don't have to find like a time slot on a TV channel to show it. And, you know, on some level, I'm kind of like, well, this takes all the, the heart and soul out of you know, content creation. It's like, what happened to the, um, you know, the, the, the virtuous days when, you know, cartoons were made to sell toys and breakfast cereal. Like, these are just simply things that, that exist to sell advertising, which I, I realize is kind of, you know, my own, um, you know, hypocrisy or rose colored glasses. But like, the, the content is only exists to sell ads. And I think that any um, any delusions about creativity or artistry have just gone completely out the window, and and that is the same way that that that's the thing that has the author scared. In particular, is that they found a way to just like mass produce industrial waste as entertainment. Well, yeah, but I think you're missing a, a key component of the um, kind of the frisson of this article, um, and. The thing about it, which um, has people reacting to these videos like they're Lovecraftian horrors. Um, right. The gist of the article is that a lot of these videos are somewhat disturbing um, to the point where he says, and this is a quote from the article, someone or something or some combination of people and things is using YouTube to systematically frighten traumatize and abuse children automatically and at scale and it forces me to question my own beliefs about the internet at every level and right, right. well yeah I, I certainly agree with the questioning the internet part but go on yeah but um can you articulate why people are so disturbed by these videos um, maybe not. I mean, considering what a jaded person I am, like I'm watching them and one of the ones that he links to last is, you know, the one that I've, I've kind of been mentioning, it's, um, it's called Buried Alive. And they're like, yeah, this would be, you know, like the stuff of nightmares, uh, you know, for a kid. And I watched part of it because it was like 30 minutes of content, but you know, getting through the first one that is about the actual being buried alive thing is, um, it's like that one itself was maybe like a minute and a half or two minutes, but it is like some of the like jankiest low effort, like poser animation garbage. And even again, like to say that it was traumatizing would, would imply that there was some level of artistry to it. And well, there and is that's, zero. Well, and that's what I don't, I kind of understand it because as you, um, you work through the article, he links to a bunch of these videos and, um, you know, there's a, you know, the one that you mentioned, uh, Buried Alive, is at the end. And, um, you know, I think he, you know, he did the thing where you can do with link YouTube videos where you can link and jump to, like, um, you know, a few minutes in. And right. um, let me 
let me read to you what, what he says right before he links this video. Um, I've written enough, too much, but I feel like I actually need to justify all this raving about violence and abuse and automated systems with an example that sums it up. Maybe after everything I've said, you won't think it's so bad. I don't know what to think anymore. Um, so I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be like the creme de la creme of like fucked up shit, right? So I watch it, and it's yeah. just like, I mean, it's weird. It's like, um, it is Spider-Man kind of walking or falling through various computer-generated environments. Um, sometimes he lets out a childlike giggle as he skips across a stream or, you know, uh, he'll talk to Elsa from Frozen and you'll get some weird little sped-up gobbledygook in place of speech. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was kind of waiting for the shoe drop. I was like, okay, well, like, when do they start, like, you know, carving out people's eyes or whatever? But it just it just kind of went yeah. on. And like you said, the whole thing is, like, half hour long. And I'm like, okay, this is weird, but this yeah. isn't this isn't like the the money shot that I was expecting. And then, you know, going and reading people's reactions to it, and like, oh my god, that was like, m that was the stuff of my nightmares as a child. Like, that's just fucked up. And I was like, did I miss something? Because I feel like um, it's almost anticlimactic. Like, there were certain, some of, some of the videos that he linked previously are way more disturbing. Like, there's one which is Peppa Pig at the dentist's office, which I think is based on an actual Peppa Pig episode. Um, which, yeah. you know, the actual Peppa Pig is just a f obviously, you know, for because it's for kids and it's produced by, mm -hmm. you know, a major a media company, um, a legitimate one, not just a, you know, a trash factory on YouTube. It's a fairly right. innocuous little story about Peppa Pig going to the dentist, you know, but and I'm assuming that this one maybe is a, is a parody or mashup made by somebody else. Like, you know, basically she goes to the dentist and gets like tortured. Um, right. But. <laughs> Tor but tor tortured in a way that's really poorly animated and <coughs> with like dental tools, you know, but not, not, yeah. and not like, not like, Oh, like he, he does some like it, it's David not like Parker. Saw. Yeah. He doesn't do like David yeah. Parker rage shit to her. It's like, Oh, like this is obviously a painful dental procedure and she's crying, which is disturbing in the kind of milieu of like, you know, a cute little like pig cartoon, you know, there, you do have that, um, kind of uncomfortable juxtaposition uh, between, like, the, you know, cries of pain and the infliction of pain with these very flat, innocent-looking drawings. And so I watched it, you're like, oh, man, well, that's fucked up. Um, yeah. But, you know, again, like, I was kind of waiting for the, the other shoe to drop. <laughs> yeah. And well, the other thing that occurred to me as I was kind of thinking about this topic is, um, like, for example, you know, I was a very big Beatles fan as a kid, and so when I was a bit in about, you know, seventh or eighth grade, I watched Yellow Submarine, the animated film. And yeah. Now I, that is a fucked up. Well, I, you know, I, I watched <laughs> it and I really liked it, you know, because it's a, it's a cute cartoon with the Beatles in it, and they go to Pepperland and they fight Blue Meanies, and, you know, they make a friend and, you know, all this other stuff. Yeah. It was re-released to theaters when I was in college, like, you know, year, close to a decade later. And I went and watched it. And mm -hmm. I wasn't, like, off, put off because, you know, it's still... I still think it's a, it's a good movie, but I was kind of disturbed because of the... 
psychedelic elements in it. You know, when you first meet John Lennon in the movie, like, he transforms from Frankenstein's monster into John. And it's really jarring right. and weird. But, you know, it's maybe it was something of the time. They're like, hey, it'll be really crazy and psychedelic. As a kid, you take it in stride. As an adult, you're like, yeah. what the fuck? That, that's weird. What the hell? But, Did you um, not know that about the origin of John Lennon? <laughs> Well, he was made in the lab. It pains me to tell you this, but he did beat women. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, that's the kind of pain that makes for such great music. <laughs> the thing the is, he had women. to beat women. <laughs> huh? Well, you know, like all our artists have a dark side, but that's not the yeah. nice topic. But that's the thing is, um, right. you know, and it's also true of, um, you know, watching, uh, you know, I'm thinking back to when I watched cartoons as a kid and mm. certain things in a cartoon, you know, because you're a kid, you just accept because right. you don't have those years of accumulated experience and memories, which kind of lend more weight to what you're seeing. I mean, does that, um, is that making any sense to you? Did you, do you feel like maybe we're projecting kind of our adult disquiet onto the, this, some of this weirdness? This, and then I, I lost the last part. You froze. Yeah. Well, I, I think that again, the, the real horror that he's trying to describe here isn't the horror of just creating garbage content. It's the automation of it. It's that it's it's it feels like the genie's out of the bottle and it's kind of out of our hands at that point. He does make a uh, reference to it, it just being uncertain where this content is coming from because I think he mentions like, is it coming from like, is it generated from bots? Is it coming from you know uh, content like nefarious ba bad actors? Yeah, or whatever. He's Russians them. like people. Who yeah, Russian trolls, like, you don't even know. And that's that's kind of, again, it fits in with the zeitgeist. Like, you don't know where all this garbage content is coming from. Um, and I would say that those two examples that we're talking about, Your Live and the, you know, Peppa Goes to the Dentist, you know, trauma video, um, those are indeed made by two different people. The Buried Alive one, like, that one is just is soulless garbage produced to sell ads. Like, maybe it seems weird, or maybe, like, just the thing buried alive, like, as an adult, you'd be like, oh, that's horrifying, like, the ramifications of that. Although in the video, they're buried up to their neck, so, you know, it's not really buried alive. They aren't, like, you know, they, they aren't, you know, aspirating dirt or anything, like, you know, the <laughs> casino or, the, or the animation isn't so, good enough for them to really suffer convincingly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then there are ones where it's like it's head swap, and he's like, oh, it's so disturbing. But it's like, again, this isn't like Return to Oz. This is just like, <laughs> oh, we're going to put this person's head on that person's body. Isn't that wacky? Yeah, because as the, a kid, um, you don't think the heading. Like, you the, don't immediately go to that place. Yeah, because the, the so head... What, the... What my point is, is that, you know, you're saying it isn't clear where this content comes from. I think the idea is that, you know, as an adult, you can't really vet every piece of media that your child consumes. But these are two very different things. The um, the buried alive thing was made to turn a buck, and the Peppa Ghost of the Dentist thing was meant just just to troll. Yeah. Um, that that it isn't clear what to do with it or like how to separate it out. Maybe that's the thing that he's worried about. The thing about the 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 head swap video that you mentioned, which 
I did find disturbing, but not in in a kind of um, not like in a snuff film kind of way. Like it merely seemed surpassingly inept to me because you know basically the premise is it's like the one that he linked is like four characters from Aladdin it's like Aladdin, Jasmine uh, Raja and the genie and um, there's this there's an insipid little song playing and then um, they just show you know um, their bodies and then or you have a choice of like the heads and they swap in each of the different heads you know, it's like, oh, we're going to yeah. put Aladdin's head on Jasmine's body. And then there's a character from, like, um, Despicable Me or something like that that comes in and cries. Which yeah. I bl- And I think the point is to indicate, like, oh, you put the wrong head on the wrong body. Like, bah. Yeah, it, it and does, it's, it, it is does. disturbing because it's just, like, this stationary character with this kind of... Um, weird sounding sound clip of a baby crying that just cuts off really abruptly. And yeah, yeah, it is, it is like off putting, but not in a malicious way. Just like, it's like, this is put together by someone who could not give a single fuck if this is good or not. Yeah. Yeah. Same with like a lot of the, the Peppa Pig dentist thing where it's like, yeah, she has the dentist tools, you know, scraping across like her you know poorly drawn close-up of her mouth and um there's like baby crying sounds as she's like you know getting like her head bandaged up and stuff like that but like to describe it is uh, is it's doing the opposite of, of a disservice like to describe it it's like you know how people will say like oh the, the book is better than the movie because your imagination can run with it and like yeah. i'm describing yeah like you and i are describing all these dental tool scraping against Peppa's teeth and close up like you know just allow your mind to wander with that and you know her head getting bandaged up and you know her having to get a shot and there's a sound of a baby crying and then you put that all together and you're like wow that's disturbing then you watch it and you're like if you're a little kid you're being like oh this is ridiculous yeah and I can things clearly don't fit together this is silly yeah and the thing is like I um like, I was a big crybaby as a kid, um, so I could see myself being... I mean, when I was a little kid, I was afraid of C-3PO and R2-D2. <laughs> well, well, yeah, because, like, they don't... It's it's like that lizard brain, you know, party where it's just, like, he isn't showing, like, if he's happy or sad. Like, I don't know what to make of this. Yeah, and, you know, I was really... I was incredibly freaked out by the Dark Crystal, you know, um... Like, there are links to in the article the cases of kids seeing like the weird Peppa Pig video and being like really disturbed and like running like crying to their to their moms and dads, you know. But uh-huh. this kind of begs the question of is this really like abuse on the level that this guy is talking about? Because I find that kind of ma- language like extremely melodramatic, and the first thing I thought of when I read the article and saw the reaction to it was just the phrase moral panic. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't call it abuse. I think you could make a case to call it negligence because yeah. the platform is, the platform is complicit in the, in the creation of the content. It is user generated content. If, 
YouTube wants to grow, and if it wants to get a piece of all the ad sales on that content, it wants the most viral content. Mm -hmm. It wants thousands of these videos playing constantly to a brain-dead audience, mm -hmm. just swallowing all of it so that they can get, you know, a couple of cents per ad impression. Yeah. Like, and I will say it's, that... It's, it's the statement, like, like, capital has no conscience. Yes. It is there to make money. And, and fuck culture, like, besides that. Yeah, and that's, um, that's one of the things that I absolutely do agree with in the video, because he explicitly calls out capitalism you know as yeah. the as the problem here you know it's it's again it's that rapacious need for content 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 and like profit at all costs you know at the expense of culture yes. and possibly our children's like well-being you know yeah yeah or, or just even the notion that um online video entertainment might actually be like illuminating or educational yeah and i mean and, i uh, i don't want to completely malign the guy like i i don't even remember if i gave him credit he's um this is a guy named we james, haven't yeah this is a guy named uh james bridal who is a writer and artist he published his article on medium i suppose we can link to it um he's also at jamesbridal.com um that'd be fair and, you know, again, don't want to malign the guy because um, I kind of feel like with this medium piece, he's trying to work through his feelings about it in such a way that isn't just like, oh, my God, like, ban everything, like, burn YouTube to the ground. Yeah, you know? well, he isn't saying that. He's saying that, yeah. like, we, and, and this is something that has already been touched on in the media before, is that we as people are being outmaneuvered by data. Like, an individual can only, like, think so much, but if you aggregate all of this and if you follow this algorithm, you say, okay, the algorithm says, let's make a shirt that says, keep calm and stab her. <laughs> and it's just like, well, this is a list of words I want to create as, because, like, because he, he says, because he links to in this article a thing about, like, you know, maybe it's a cafe press or, or some other site that had, a shirt that was just—it was generated by algorithm, and we've heard it. We've heard of these things before. It was just a shirt that says, like, you know, what is what are the uh, popular like number of words or phrases, and we'll put that on a T-shirt. The T-shirt really only exists in potentia. Like yes. no one's no one's laying out the money to be like, I'm. I need ten thousand. You know, keep calm and stab her T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Like, this... so, Someone's saying, like, because if, if all bets are off and no one has any skin in the game, they're just saying, like, well, if if I can, it, it's sort of, there's there's a, you know, small business adage, like, how do you make a million dollars? You sell a million things for one dollar. <laughs> this is the, this is the sort of reducto absurdism of that. This is like, well, I, and same thing as it goes for the shirt, as it goes for the content. People are no longer, or content creators, no longer... Um, suffice themselves by saying, I'm going to make one of the best thing possible. It's instead saying, I'm going to create everything as cheaply as I can in the hopes that one of them will hit. Right. It's just, it's just fire, fire and forget. And I guess this is kind of the, the, um, I don't want to say the end result because, uh, you know, we're probably just on the cusp of something, but you know, this is a, a result of, um, us creating computers to help us with tasks and as computers got more powerful you know um they were we were able to farm out 
these tasks to them and, uh, you know, make things like much easier for ourselves. For example, like creating a million shirts that say mother of min pins on them, which is something that I get a lot on Instagram because I post a lot of pictures on my miniature pincher. Right. <laughs> and so it's, 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 you know, uh, no, no holds barred. You know, it's just like every, every niche must be filled because if, there's certain if there's some kind of economy of scale where you just say I can set up a thing that will generate this image just by feeding it in data. And again, we we saw that with the um, uh, with the lasagna cat with that five hour video. Like they created the spreadsheet of mm-hmm. what content to put in. That was in some level, you know, an automated process. So people are just using this to another end. The the question comes in as um, you know, what is the validity of all this effort? Is it just people being like, oh, well, you know, I can make, you know, 25 cents off this ad impression <laughs> if I create this whole workflow to generate just, you know, again, entertainment industrial waste. But, you know, if I can supplement my income because I'm underwater on my condo, then, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. And this gets into, you know, more of like, this gets, you know, even further away from, you know, the the notion of have you seen this, although it is, um, you know, centered around misbegotten content, I think this is very much that. This is almost like purely that. Yes. Um, is, is the idea of a culture driven by metrics, because the problem with metrics is that, you know, once you can, um, like, once you can <clears throat> measure a thing, like that, that target then becomes a goal. And so you say, okay, well, I want more of that. Like, if I can chase these trends... Why don't I just only produce content that chases trends? And then that's what you end up with. That's the end. And there's the other thing, too, of like um, of the imperfect notion of metrics driving, you know, a, a sort of uh, data driven content creation model is that there are all these things that you aren't able to quantify that are being left out of the equation. Like and so art. you're just like, well, I followed all the numbers and I have, you know, dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's, but still I'm producing crap. But maybe they're producing crap that they can make a living off of. And that's yeah. the sort of thing where it's like, well, what is lost? And it's like, well, I checked all my work and I didn't lose anything. It just happens that YouTube is flooded with garbage videos, you know, thousand to one. Yeah. And, um, you know, as children of the of the the 80s you know you you being born 77 myself in 79 um you know you and i grew up during the era when um there had been a belief up until that point that that television for children had to be educational or edifying in some way and they paid they still paid lip service to that um, with a lot of these 80s cartoons, but really the, the and I think you mentioned it earlier, the, pri- the primary drive was to sell the toys that they were based on. And this was a thing yeah, where see, the toy came first and then the show. Yeah, knowing is half the battle, but salesmanship <laughs> is the other half. Yeah, and so in to that end, you got a lot of incredibly insipid cartoons like um you know i certainly look back on a lot of those you know shows with nostalgia but they weren't good you know like early you know like generation one like my little pony like that wasn't a fucking good show (laughs) right well i think that it's 
again, it's just taken to its logical conclusion, whereas to say, if we put zero artistry into it because artistry doesn't give us any kind of return on our investment, but if we hire animators, like we can measure what an animator produces, but we can't measure what an artist, you know, or a script produces. Um, you know, this is kind of the end result where, you know, back then you had um, people saying, okay, well, like, we got to sell these pony toys. So we need a basic story about the ponies doing something in a castle that you can bug your mom and dad to buy. And so, you know, again, on like that um, very um, accelerated television production ske uh, schedule where you're producing like 50 plus episodes per season, um, you had, you know, overworked, underpaid, often foreign uh, animators, writers, etc., you know, cranking out, um, pony stories, and they mm -hmm. put them on network TV, and they were, like, kind of not good, but, you know, you like the pony toys, so you watched them, and you had a kind, you know, you had an affection for the pony toys, cause, and you were a stupid kid, so you didn't know how shitty those shows were. Like, now, whether these are turned out by, you know, um, I, I guess there is there is a human hand at some point. I'm just not I'm not especially sure like where it comes in. Um, it is even more of the bare minimum because I you know the buried alive video the, the, like there's a human there's a human hand in the same way that things made on an assembly line are handmade. Yes, they're prefab components that are arranged together into a product. Yeah, and it's it's you don't get a story in it. You get the semblance of a story, which is another, yeah. another kind of off-putting thing, um, which is, you know, you have Spider-Man moving through an environment and talking to Elsa, but they're not saying anything. And yeah. well, I mean, there's no like narrative as such. It's easy to follow. Sorry, yeah. say again? It's, it's, well, as a, like a preschooler, that's easy to follow. And there yeah. They're, it's literally it's just colorful objects like, moving on a screen. Yeah, because it's like, oh, it's the Incredible Hulk. I know what that is. Yeah. And, you know, a guy, you know, gets uh, kidnapped, a villain gets kicked, and you're like, I can follow this. But anything more than that, it's like, that's wasted effort. And maybe yeah. that's the idea, too, is that putting, you know, characterization or writing dialogue for My Little Pony is wasted effort. And you're like, well, <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> That's the bottom line. Yeah, and um, you know, it it kind of reminded me of the reaction to Teletubbies when it came out. Because yeah. I remember, um, geez, do we have? It's to... that gay tinky winky, isn't it? <laughs> no, like I guess I guess I should quickly describe Teletubbies for people who don't remember it or you know weren't aware of it. Um, you had these four um, colorful. Um, sexless -esque things. chubby characters that lived yeah together antennas on their head yeah and, and then and there they're... was a son that had like the a baby's face in it and giggled yeah and you know they just yeah, kind of went like how how do you fucking describe teletubbies i don't know <laughs> it's it's colorful shapes and soothing sounds for infants or toddlers yeah and there's like a sort of narrative and there was also like a little vacuum cleaner <laughs> I don't know. This yeah. is way I, after, like, I was not the target audience for Teletubbies. But yeah. the point that I'm getting at is that I remember people objecting to it because, you know, I keep I keep using the word insipid, but, you know, people um, were concerned about how vapid it was and the fact that it was being shown to, you know, 
pre-kindergarten children and i remember like yeah. people weren't like you know is this appropriate to basically like sit your baby down in front of a screen you know like well it if that's the way that you're rearing your kids teletubbies isn't the problem i mean and again <laughs> like this coming from two childless adults um the, yeah which is kind of why i hesitate to be like really judgmental because it's like you know i am childless i intend to remain childless and it's really fucking easy for people to say like well i wouldn't raise my children that way especially if you don't have kids but you know i wouldn't raise my children at all apparently (laughs) um the the other thing that i want to get back to though is that you know because we're talking about teletubbies and we're talking about you know uh like intellectual property uh, infringement and like remixing of like, you know, basically like making videos out of clip art. And it, yeah. it's funny because anyone who knows me will be like, well, Tim, like, like you have any, any reason to talk? Cause there's videos that I, you know, there's videos that like uh, I worked on in college. There's one where um, it was like a rip off of a kid's show. And we had the, they had the baby from, uh, Teletubbies on it, except for it was the dead baby from Train Spotting. He said, "God is dead," and he vomited blood. Um, <laughs> and then the show ended. Yeah, or, or like you know, uh, sarcastic Hulk. Like that's a remix of a known property. People would be like, "Oh, that's a thing." Like it was very much of like the sort of 2002 Adult Swim. Like I dare you to watch this kind of thing. Yeah, um, you were really you were kind of on the cutting edge of sarcastic Hulk, and I think we should link to it because I always thought it was really funny. <laughs> well, it is definitely a product of its time, or even like um, it's you also know, the most Tim like, thing was, ever. That was all done with clip art. Yeah. yeah. It is, it is, so, it is, it is really, like, it is a kind of a distillation of your personality as well. Oh, well, Hulk's yeah, having a great well. day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sarcastic Hulk will be back after overpriced toy commercial. <laughs> um, yeah. Or, like, the other thing, too, where, like, if you want to talk about, you know, turning out garbage with clip art, like, what would Jesus do? That was another cartoon that I did. And oh, that yeah. was, like, that was, yeah, that was because I had a clip art CD, and I'm like, I have to do something with this. Like, I can't draw, but I can animate. What was the premise of uh, What Would Jesus Do for our audience? It was, um, it was like, the further adventures of Jesus. And, you know, he had his uh, nemesis that was Judas. And um, he was on the run from the law because, you know, he was, you know, kind of an outlaw character. I mean, you know, he did get crucified, so you can see that he was something of a bandit. And then what did he always say? What did he always say at the end of every episode? Oh, because usually, like, he's, you know, he's getting into trouble, and then, like, a cop will show up and just be like, whoops, gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) And then the episode would just end. We'll link that, too. So, yeah, so if you want to talk about, like, shows that are done, like, on a shoestring, like, budget, (laughs) with, like, you know, just off-the-shelf clip art that don't have any kind of story to it, it's like, well, like, I can talk. Like, I mean, this is, this is like, if they're like, oh, you really shouldn't show Peppa Pig going to the dentist. I'm like, I have the son of God. I'm, I'm like <coughs> joining a circus. <laughs> and, that's, <laughs> and, getting... and that's the reason why Tim is a millionaire living in the Cayman Islands right now. Because uh, he monetized I, I What Would about... Jesus Do with Sarcastic Hulk? And he got a million clicks. I didn't monetize shit. No, you were, I, you, were, I made... you were so far ahead of your time, you didn't make any money from them. 
No, no. Well, that that's what keeps me um, going back to five jobs. And <laughs> <laughs> I never monetized anything. But I mean, um, the thing. I mean, I guess there is kind of a parallel between this and you know the content that you made and um, the content. Like you're, <laughs> like you're like you're like you're the, another the dollar just fucking, sign all caps content. Yeah, like you're yeah. another fucking like Sola's uh, content farm. But you know the the projects that you made back in college, and then Peppa Pig goes to the dentist. These were kind of, um, you know, the things that you were making were these kind of funny again Adult Swim s takes on existing properties where um, there's just a little bit of a twist. You know, like, yeah. it isn't just the, the Incredible Hulk. It's, like, the Hulk having, like, the worst day and just being incredibly yeah, dry about it. parody and satire. Yeah, it, it's it, it's parody. Um, and I guess, you know, I'm sure it's very clumsy, but I'm sure the, the Peppa Pig is just kind of a, you know, it, it's parody of a kind. It's kind of like a, <laughs> fuck you, you know, like, you, you want to watch yeah. a little kid show? Well, let's see what happens to this fucking pig. Like, like would, it, would it be nuts if they did, like, this grows out like awful and trauma traumatizing peppa pig we're just like just fucked up yeah and that's the reason yeah and that's the reason why matt stone and trey parker are millionaires living in the cayman islands or wherever the fuck they live i don't know colorado i don't really give a shit um yeah it's it's the oh i shouldn't say anything about that customer secret illegal account (laughs) (laughs) it's too hot today um yeah anyway paradise papers the point is that South Park was able to monetize their um, their transgressive videos, and they've been yeah. at it for twenty years. Yeah, it's the um, you know, it's 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 nothing really new. It's the um, inversion of you know what is considered a, a childish form, um, you know, crude animation, and making it just like incredibly grotesque. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, uh, you know, we can debate the merits of South Park. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't say mm-hmm. that Peppa Pig goes to the dentist is like trenchant satire, like on the same level at all. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's entertainment, toxic waste. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's what, that's really the most irredeemable part about all this is that it's content that exists like at the most base level only to generate ad revenue. Yeah. And, and like again... it, the only way that I can think of is to combat that is like, <clears> something like, you know what the BBC does, where it's like, "Hey, we have this pool of money, and the best people will get it." Like, yeah. Like, give us your pitch, but then it's like, "Oh, I'm just self-funded. Like, I can just turn out whatever, and I can use that to, you know, make a couple of bucks." But yeah, and again, that's um, not the way that works. Yeah, and that is a big uh, portion of what has the author of this article so upset. Again, he he explicitly calls out capitalism at one point. Um, yeah. And, you know, and here, you know, here's kind of where we venture into hmm, really fraught territory because, and this is, this is, this is kind of where I would actually be very curious to hear from other people, um, you know, the listeners, like anybody who has some expertise on these subjects, because a large portion of what he's grappling with in the article is like, what effect is this having on the target audience, which is children, you know? And, um, 
what happens when, you know, you sit your kid down with the iPad and they're watching Peppa Pig, but, you know, there's that sidebar where, you know, you can click through to related videos and like what happens when they see a Peppa Pig video, which is maybe a little off, you know, or, and yeah. is upsetting and, you know, is this abusive and like, is this, is this warping? And it's been a while since I even really considered the topic again, like not really being a parent and I'm not sure what this, what science or um, psychology or sociology says about the effect of visual media on children. You know, I know, and, and um, panic about visual media has been a thing since its inception. You know, people were, right. you know. Yeah, um, I remember people are deeply divided about inception. <laughs> I need. To, I really need to know about that fucking thing spinning around the end, man. No, the um, top definitely is going to fall. And here, I've got a cracked article that will explain what's happening here. Uh, um, <laughs> but you know, it's um, you know, people have always been very concerned I, I, about. Yeah, I I wouldn't call it abuse. I would call it neglect. Neglect on the part of the content creator, neglect on the part of the hosting platform, neglect on the part of the people allowing kids to watch this. It's just saying, hey, fuck it, whatever. Hey, yeah, whatever happens, happens. We just create this and, you know, hey, I just put it out there. I'm just a guy asking questions. You know, it's that kind of attitude. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, um, and, you know, it's not something that I want to minimize because, like, you know, neglect is very bad for children as well. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't, well, yeah, I don't really it, feel... Um, comfortable necessarily getting foamily, foamingly outraged about the effect this is having on children because like I don't fucking know I don't have a stake in this and I don't know what the experts would say about it um so for anybody who wants to weigh in like I would encourage you to, to DM the podcast um we are at Pasolini's dead uh, on twitter um, yeah, and I'd be I'd be curious to know what people think, um, and I would actually yeah, like it, to follow up on this as we learn more about it. Yeah, and I mean I don't have uh, anything in in particular to talk to say about the ramifications on like you know the developing child's <coughs> mind from watching this, but I mean if if you allow me to get out like my tinfoil hat and like you know my uh, corkboard and red string, I think that. You know, uh, John uh, Baudrillard would have a lot to say about what this does to sort of the sort of unspoken psyche of the people watching it, which is to say that you aren't watching content with a purpose and you kind of begin to reflect that that worldview of just we consume meaningless media as a as an aspect of a life that is itself meaningless consumption. But yeah, this is the thing, and this is how he this is how he closes the article. What concerns me is not just the violence being done to children here, although that concerns me deeply. What concerns me is that this is just one aspect of a kind of infrastructural violence being done to all of us all of the time, and we're still struggling to find a way to even talk about it, to describe its mechanisms and its actions and its effects. As I said at the beginning of this essay, this is being done by people and by things and a, by a combination of things and people. Responsibility for its outcomes is impossible to assign, but the damage is very, very real indeed. Yeah. Now, again, is that lack? Okay. No, please go ahead. 
No, again, like it's it's that just pure negligence. It's like I'm not here to elevate the medium. I'm here to you know make twenty cents off off an off an ad click. Yeah, yeah, and again, um... so in in that weird way, it's just kind of this like thing that recycles itself. Like we're here to sell toys, and we'll sell them on popular videos, and we have <coughs> popular videos because there are ads that want to sell toys, and round and round it goes. And who, you know, and again, like. Yeah, you know, like Dick Jones and Robocop, like, you know, revenue for years. Who cared if it worked? <laughs> what about Rotor? <laughs> Rotor never worked. <laughs> yeah, Rotor was kind of <laughs> fucked up. Like that that's the question, like well, okay, that that's that's the question here. Are we dealing with a Robocop or are we dealing with a Rotor? Like are we dealing we're with dealing with uh some kind we're of dealing with omni consumer products. <laughs> Yeah, like, are we dealing with... What was, what was the other robot in RoboCop? The murder machine? Ed 209. Ed 209. Are we dealing with an Ed 209, or are we dealing with a Rotor, which spreads mayhem, sort of, but in a really, like, stupid, ineffectual kind of way? Oh. <laughs> like, are we, are we uh, talking about something that can be defeated with car horns? Yeah. Whoever wins, we lose. That's, that's the <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know. So, um, this is just the start of a conversation. Um, again, we are at Pasolini. This is just the start? <laughs> I, I, I have a curious mind because I didn't, I didn't grow yeah. up watching, uh, a cutout of Elsa from Frozen, um, giggling on YouTube. Yeah, or karate chopping a pink Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, again, we're at Pasolini is Dead on Twitter. If you have any input, um, please. Mm -hmm.